Today on Hardwired. Ephesians 1 verse 4 tells me that his purpose for me and you is that we would be whole and holy. Can you say with me? Whole and holy. Listen to what he says. Quote, long before he laid down earth's foundations, he had us in mind. To me, that's a hallmark postcard. You are listening to Hardwired with Pastor Jeff Wickwire, the founder and senior pastor of Turning Point Church in Fort Worth, Texas. Maybe you've noticed that our culture is pretty messed up these days, which makes people feel anxious and filled with questions. They want peace, but have a hard time finding it or making it last. Well, Pastor Jeff is going to share in the message today about how you can finally be filled with hope, security, and most importantly, that peace you're looking for. We know that you're going to enjoy the message, but you can also listen to it again or any of the messages anytime you would like at our website, hardwired.org. Let's get right to the message. Here's Pastor Jeff to tell us what's coming up today on Hardwired. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Hardwired. Thank you so much for joining us, making us a part of your very busy day. Well, today we're going to start a series on God's plan. You know, one thing that really changed my life was not only when I came to Christ, but when I realized that Jesus had a plan for my life, that I was a person of destiny, that God had had a plan for me before he even created the worlds. Very hard to understand, wrap our minds around that. But the Bible says that God had plans for us before he said, let there be light. And when I learned there was a plan for me, it gave me motivation, a reason to get up in the morning, a reason to go forward, excited about the future, excited about tomorrow. So I believe one thing that our world needs right now more than any time I can think of is the understanding that when you come to Christ, God has a plan for your whole life. And to walk in that plan is the most productive, fulfilling thing you can ever do. So I can't wait to share part two of the message. God has a plan for you. Let's go. How many of you love the word of God today? All right, turn with me if you would to 2 Timothy chapter one. And I wanna begin a series today on purpose. Can you say the word purpose with me? I'm gonna show you from the scriptures that you and I are people of purpose. 2 Timothy chapter one, verse eight. I want to call this series Living on Purpose. Let's stand and read the Word of God. I'm going to read verses 8 and 9. Living on Purpose. And I want to talk to you about God has a plan for you. God has a plan for you. Now, Paul's going to share some mind-blowing truth with us right here. What he says, it's difficult to wrap your mind around. But look what he begins with in verse 8. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share with me in the sufferings for the gospel according to the power of God. Now watch, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling. So my calling is to convince you that you're called. So can you say with me, I must be called. The Bible just told me I'm called. Now he goes on. You're called with a holy calling, 
not according to your works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time even began. He's got a timing for every purpose in your life. God's got a timing. Now, in our text today, we find Paul telling us that we have been saved by grace and called for a purpose. We were saved by grace. He decided to save you, so he did. And you've been called, once you're saved, for a purpose. And this purpose was given to us before time began. Now, this God who knows the end from the beginning and knows the end before a beginning begins has decided that Jesus, the Son, would die for your sins. Listen to what it says in Ephesians 1.11. As part of God's sovereign plan, we were chosen from the beginning to be his. And all things happen just as he decided long ago. So I know it's hard to think about, hard to imagine, but just try that before God said, let there be light, before he flung the stars into space, and as the poet wrote, before he spat out the oceans, this God saw you. He knew the day you'd be saved. When you walked through the door of salvation, he knew you were coming all the time. The door of salvation is marked whosoever will. And if you're a whosoever and you will, and you walk through it, and you shut it, on the other side of the door it says, I knew you were coming all the time. That's the kind of God we have. Now, it says that God had a plan for us way back when it was decided Jesus would die for our sins. Well, what is that plan? What is that purpose? I want to know. Because it's telling me he knew something about me and purposed something for me before the world began. Oh, I want to know what his plan is. You know how you find out what God's plan is for you? You seek the planner. You seek the architect. You seek the builder. You seek the one who made you. The answer to why you're here and what you're supposed to do is found in Jesus Christ. Now listen to Ephesians 1.11. This is one of the most powerful verses in the New Testament to me. Ephesians 1.11 says, It is in Jesus Christ that we find out who we are and what we are living for. It is in Jesus Christ I find out who I am and what I'm living for. Have you ever wondered why you're here? Have you ever wondered why God put you on this planet? Have you ever had difficulty trying to find your niche? Have you wondered really what you're all about? I'm going to tell you what I did without knowing I was doing the right thing. I sought Jesus. I focused on him. And as I did, I began to understand who I was and why I was here. And once you answer that question, you understand your purpose. And if you understand your purpose, you're miles ahead of most people. Because most people learn how, but they don't know why. And when you know why, you have found your purpose. And it is not found staring in the mirror. It is not found asking other people. It is found seeking Jesus who made you, and you will find out who you are and why you're here when you seek the Lord. I live, and I move, and I have my being in Him. 
He made you. So I want to share with you a few general purposes for the body of Christ. And next week, I want to share with you about your individual calling. Don't miss next week your individual calling. But right now today, just a few of the purposes that the Bible tells us God decided before the world began about you and me. The first one is all found in Ephesians chapter 1, all these things. You ought to read Ephesians 1. It is so powerful. Ephesians 1 verse 4 tells me that his purpose for me and you is that we would be whole and holy. Can you say with me? Whole and holy. Listen to what he says. Quote, long before he laid down earth's foundations, he had us in mind. To me, that's a Hallmark postcard. I'd like to write a, do a Hallmark postcard and send it to everybody in the world. He had you in his mind. You were on God's mind. He was thinking about you, pondering you, considering you, planning for you, looking out for you, guiding you, directing your steps. You were on God's mind. The devil's a liar. He tells you, God doesn't want to fool with you anymore. You've made too many mistakes. He's not answering your prayers and he's not thinking about you. But the Bible says otherwise. You were on his mind when he wasn't on your mind. He died for your sins when you were cursing him. When you weren't giving him a thought any given day, he was giving all of his thoughts towards you. He's tattooed you on the palm of his hand. It says in Isaiah, he's inscribed your name in the hollow of his hand. You were on and are on and will always be on God's mind. And he says... Listen to this. Long before he laid down earth's foundations, he had us in mind, had settled on us as the focus of his love to be made whole and holy by his love. Now, I want you to notice this, that Paul is telling us that the love of God makes you whole. The love of God makes you whole. What kind of love does God have for us? Well, he loves you in spite of. He loves you no matter what. He loves you anyway. He loves you unconditionally. He loves you. And when I receive that love, he says, it makes me whole. It does something to the inside of me. You know, the whole world can walk out on you, but God never will. When the whole world walks out, God walks in. He is always with you. He's never going to leave you. He's never going to forsake you. No matter what you do, where you go, what mistakes you make, what sins you commit, his heart is always yearning for you, seeking you, longing for you, calling you, working on you. God never gives up on you because he loves you. And when I know that, it has a way of making me whole. Amen. How many of you have realized that the love of people fall short most of the time. Amen? Even somebody that really loves you, they still fall short some of the time, but not God. And his love makes me whole. It has a way of just making me whole. I can wake up any given morning and say, I'm loved. Well, who you love? I'm loved by God. And that makes me whole. That gives me value. Now, Paul said the second thing, Ephesians 1.5, not just whole and holy, he purposed those before the foundation of the world, but that we would be adopted into his family. Listen to this verse. Long, long ago, he decided to adopt us into his family 
through Jesus Christ, according to the good pleasure of his will. Now, when I got saved, in my mind, I just, like I said, got fire insurance. Well, praise God, now I know I'm going to heaven someday. But I had no understanding of what had just happened to me. But you see, God did more than save me from hell and guarantee that I'm going to heaven. God adopted me. God said, now you're going to be a part of my family. I'm going to make you a part of my family. And so guess what? You've got Jewish blood flowing in your spiritual veins, like it or not, because salvation is of the Jew. And Jesus was a Jew. That's why you better not be anti-Semitic, because if you're anti-Semitic, you're not going to like Jesus either, because you got saved by a carpenter from Nazareth who happened to be olive-skinned and Jewish. Come on, everybody. Pastor Jeff will be back in a moment, but first I want to share a couple of thoughts with you. Now, you may not be able to stay with us for the entire program, but don't worry. You can find the program at our website, hardwired.org, along with all of the programs from Pastor Jeff. Also, we regularly get emails and calls from listeners just like you who tell us how much the program means to them. But we would love to hear from you too. So let me encourage you to connect with us by calling 877-884-3111 or through the website, hardwired.org. That's hardwired.org or call 877-884-3111. And now let's get back to Pastor Jeff with the rest of today's program. When he saved you, when you said, forgive me, Lord, and come into my heart and be my Savior and Lord, he puts you in the family bloodline. Now you've got spiritually Jewish blood flowing in your veins. He put in you the family spirit, which is the Holy Ghost. He gave you the family resemblance. When he gave you the born-again experience and you took on the nature of Christ, he said, welcome, son, and welcome, daughter. You took on the family business, which is to reach out and save souls, win souls to Jesus, and love people. We were brought into the family business. That means what he cares about, we ought to care about. What he's burdened about, we ought to be burdened about. Because we're in the family now. You got to love one another. You may not like everybody that's in this room, but you got to love them. Because when the trumpet blows, they're going up right there with you. And we're going to have family. And the black folks are going to be there. The white folks are going to be there. The red, the yellow, the brown skin. God died on the cross for every human being. You stick any human being with a pen and they bleed red. So praise God, not just saved, but adopted, whereby we look up and we cry, Abba, Father. He's my father. I've been adopted into his family. I'm a child of God. Now, I see another thing in Ephesians chapter 1, that our lives on earth, this was his purpose before time began, that our lives on earth would glorify him, that we would live glorious living. That is God-glorifying lives. Listen to what he says. Long before we first heard of Christ and got our hopes up, he had his eye on us had designs on us for glorious living that we might be for the praise of his glory. Do you know why you're here today? Why God's left you on the planet? He's left you on the planet 
to live a life that will glorify him. You know, I was thinking about this, and I was looking at the moon the other night, full moon. I mean, coming in through our shutters, just so bright, you didn't need a light to walk outside. And I thought, that moon would be totally invisible. It would be lost in the darkness of space if it were not receiving the rays of the sun. All you're seeing when you look at that moon is the reflection of sunlight. If it were not reflecting sunlight, you would see no moon. Now, the Bible says he made the things we can see to teach us about things we cannot see. I believe God chiseled out that smiling face on the moon, and he allowed the moon to capture the sun rays, to give us an idea of why believers are here. You know what you are? You're a reflector. You are a reflector of the glory of God. And he wants you to reflect S-O-N, light. You are a sun reflector. Just like the moon smiles down on mankind every night, especially when it's full, and it's doing so by the reflection of the sun, God's greatest billboard is your face. And he has touched you. That's why Moses went up into the mountain, and it says as he was with God, God appeared to him. He spent time with God. God gave him the Ten Commandments, and when he came down from the mountain, he was carrying the reflection of the sun. His face was glowing in the dark. They had to put a veil over his face because they couldn't look at the glory that was on Moses' face from spending time with God. And But then the Bible makes a point of letting us know that that glow, that glory faded with time so that God would let us know the old covenant is a fading covenant. But the new covenant is going to be forever. So the path of the just is like the shining light that shines more and more unto the perfect day. What have you been called to do before the foundation of the world? Spend time with the sun. And then when you've spent time with the sun, go glow. I take a walk every day with my little dogs and I came in the other day. Well, Kathy came to kiss me good night and she looked down at me and she said, man, you got some sun today. And that just reverberated in my spirit because you see the Christian's calling is to get with the sun every day where people look at you and say, hey, you got some sun today. I see that you got some sun today because your face is glowing. I see the presence of the lamb on your face. I see the peace in your eyes. I see the smile on your face. I see that you have been, is anybody hearing me today? Come on now. See, our calling is to get with him every day. And if you get with him every day, it's going to show. I said, if you get with Jesus every day, it's going to show. You got some sunlight. And, you know, we go out in the sun, we get suntan. Sometimes we get sunburned. We're supposed to get sunned every day, get sunlight from the Lamb of God. How do you get it? Well, when you open up this word and you begin to read this word, you get some sunlight. When you worship God, you get some sunlight. When you get with other believers and share the things of God. You get some sunlight. You ought to leave church with some sunlight on you. You ought to walk into the nearest restaurant and have them say, why are you glowing like you are? Well, because we were just in the presence of the sun. I got some sun today. Come on, everybody. You see, a lot of us walk around. How things going? Oh, the devil's after me. Oh, he's just beating me up. Pray for me, brother. Let me tell you something. The key to this life is to get with the sun. I read recently a story from a missionary. He had gone to another country, 
And this particular tribe had had a very, very popular chief who had ruled them well. And he died. This tribe, just brokenhearted, said, we want another one just like him. And we'll look and look until we find him. And so that we don't forget our leader, they chiseled his likeness into the side of a cliff. And they went on the search. And they looked and they looked and they could not find anyone like this particular leader. Until finally, a couple of years later, they encountered a young man whose house just happened to be near the foot of this cliff. And he looked like him. And they said, how do you look so much like our leader who died? And he said, every day that I've plowed the field, I've looked at his likeness on the side of the cliff. Every night when I go home, I've looked at his likeness on the side of the cliff. I've thought about him and the things I've heard about him. And I guess looking at him so much and thinking about him so much, I started looking like him, walking like him, thinking like him. Being like Jesus is not something you've got to make happen. You don't groan and push and force and try to make yourself be like him. No, you spend time with him. And that's the call of God on you and me. The same way that young man began to look like that leader is the way we begin to look like Jesus. Listen to what the Bible says. But we all, beholding as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory by the Spirit of the Lord. So looking unto Jesus daily as I open his word. Oh, and I see the way he healed people. I read the red. I see how he loved, had compassion, had mercy, cast devils out of tormented people, had no fear, walked on the water, commanded the winds and the waves, and they obeyed him, fed the multitudes who had followed him, I catch sun. Have you been sunburned lately? How much sun have you caught? You can catch sun anytime you want. The sun's always shining when you open the word. He's always there. How bad do you want to be like him? Well, expose yourself to him. Open up the Bible. Worship him. I can tell when I need some sunlight. I get irritable. I get short-tempered. I don't feel good, lose my peace. I say, ah, I need some sunshine. <laughs> Bag and raise. And, and I just, I meditate on him. How are you transformed by, in your mind, by the renewing of your mind? You're transformed by the renewing of your mind. And you're renewed when you take sunlight, Jesus. I'm just drawing a picture here. You can tell how much... People are with him and not with him. Some of you, the only son you ever get, Sunday. <laughs> you misinterpreted the name of the week. Constantine gave us Sunday. No, every day is Sunday. Every day. Every day. And so... Beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, we're being transformed into the same image 
the same image from glory to glory. And this is the purpose of God before the world began. Wow. So let's stand together, can we? And say with me, his love is to make me whole and holy. I'm adopted. I'm to live to the praise of his glory. And I'm to be like Jesus. For from the very beginning, God decided those who came to him should become like his son. We appreciate you listening today to Hardwired with Pastor Jeff Wickwire. Every program we do has one main thing in mind, and that's to share the hope and good news of Jesus Christ to people who need to hear this message and hardwire the teaching into their daily life. That's what this ministry is all about. So if you've been encouraged by the message, we would love to hear about it. Pick up your phone and give us a call at 877-884-3111. That's 877-884-3111. Or go online to our website at hardwired.org. And be sure to bookmark the web address to your favorites folder so you can come back often. Also, would you consider getting on board with us as a faithful ministry partner? Your valuable contribution makes a big difference to us in helping to get the message of the gospel out through this program to people everywhere. Your generosity along with this ministry is reaching people in a way that you may never have the ability to do on your own. So jump on board as a hardwired partner by calling us at 877-884-3111 or go online to hardwired.org, 877-884-3111 or hardwired.org. From the bottom of our hearts, thank you so very, very much. Have a great rest of the day and thanks for listening to Hardwired. Hardwired.